Jacob Ashlyn and I always up late with you here on Local News Live. Ashlyn, how are you? Uh, we're doing good. It's Tuesday night, but the tea is hot, Graham. This is a good one. Yeah, we actually have some late breaking news tonight, too, behind you in the Aaron Rodgers uh, Green Bay Packers saga. Uh, what is the latest here? Oh, well, the cookie crumbles, right? None of us are very surprised at tonight's breaking news. Uh, Aaron Rodgers getting a just under $15,000 fine from the NFL. His franchise as well. The Green Bay Packers not going unscathed. $300,000 with that. And uh, his wide receiver, Alan Lavard, also facing an under fifteen grand charge. The NFL on ESPN tweeting tonight, officially, this is the news, folks. It's not going unpunished, and they want folks to know. So, ugh. <laughs> yeah, maybe trying to send a message to other teams, other I'm players uh, in the NFL as I'm well. I'm hoping. You know, we were talking about that off camera. I'm thinking, uh-oh, some other players may not be vaccinated right now either, and this is probably the wake-up call to the entire league of, get your uh, ducks in a row, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and what the story has definitely revealed is that there's not a lot of teams that seem to be on the same page or maybe different rules for different right. players, different teams. Right. It doesn't seem to be like there is one, uh, you know, one big policy that's being followed here. Yeah, I mean, you know, Rogers himself coming out and saying, I may have misled some folks into thinking I was vaccinated in my vaccination status. So, like I said, this isn't a surprise. Anybody who follows sports, which I actually don't, but I understand vaccination requirements and you just got to follow you got to follow suit folks so i'm not surprised to see the charges yeah and it's also with him and, L and lazard it's the not wearing masks mm -hmm. too uh that was violating the the policy apparently they have some videos yeah. of them um, within the facilities right yeah. and they're not wearing those masks uh, so probably if they had done that they maybe would have avoided the fine uh but there we go that is the latest there yeah, so that's our biggest update of the evening, but not the biggest headline. So we've got longtime anchor Brian Williams announcing his departure from NBC Network. He's uh, MSNBC's 11th hour host currently, and uh, he's going to round out the end of the year and say goodbye. He said he's going to take some time to go with family. That's what I was going to try to say. <laughs> but yeah, he's giving us a farewell. But I brought up this article from NBC because... They really highlighted a lot of his accolades, you know, over his 28 years on-air career. So I'm just going to read this. He'll sign off at the end of the year with 28 years, 38 countries, eight Olympic Games, seven presidential elections, half a dozen presidents, a few wars, and one SNL under his belt. But the other shoe always drops, right, Graham? Yeah, I mean, Brian Williams, uh, you know, he survived that controversy several years ago um, when he kind of, well, he just lied. He exaggerated, uh, is what he said, a story uh, about uh, when he was on a helicopter in Iraq taking yep. fire. Uh, it turns out it really didn't happen like that at all, and he exaggerated the story. But, hey, when you're a journalist, credibility is all you got. Right. Uh, and so, of course, he was taken off the nightly news, uh, ended up uh, getting on to, uh, he was on, he's been on MS MSNBC for a long time, hosting mm -hmm. the 11th hour now. Um, but he, it's just, he's such a staple. He's been such a staple, a longtime newsman. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, it, it is uh, going to be weird, I guess, to see him gone. But 28 years, a long run. And I think, honestly, it's, he's lucky that he's, he, he's hung on. I was two years old when this man went on air, and I was just talking about another local anchor back in my market in Michigan. These people are celebrating over 20 years in journalism on air, and it's just unfathomable. It is, yep. It's the end of an era for Brian Williams. But, uh, I mean, gosh, the media is changing uh, so quickly too it seems like mm -hmm. and uh, some of those those faces that we've known for so long kind of going away but. yeah so we'll see what's next for him i'm sure it's not the end
<laughs> well, now we're changing our focus to some of our top trending gray stories. This one, very, very interesting. And again, I guess I'm on a Michigan kick, you guys. Uh, we have got a Binghamton University employee in New York taking time off unpaid, leaving the university to head to Michigan to become an interpreter for Afghan refugees. And we actually have our local package, our local station, uh, WBNG, those are those call letters there, uh, covering this and his accomplishments and how he has been helping out as an interpreter. It hit very close to home for me, and that's why I look for the best way possible in order to, to contribute. For the past two months, Amir Amza Aslapan has taken unpaid leave from BU to assist as an interpreter for Afghan refugee children in Michigan. It is one of those rare situations where, like, income doesn't matter, location doesn't matter, comfort level doesn't matter. Um, you know, it was something that I was very passionate about and giving back to to, like, to be honest, to my people, you know, like I want to give back to my people. He assisted families in communicating with lawyers and doctors. He also helped with paperwork and education. So because I was raised in America, but I'm also fluent in Islamic culture and Afghan culture and things like that, uh, I think the biggest takeaway was bridging the gap from both sides, from the people that were working with the, the, the minors and also the minors themselves trying to integrate into, into the culture here. Amir's family moved to the U.S. in the 90s. He became a first-generation American and grew up speaking both English and Dari. But he still has family living in Afghanistan. And the news from Kabul hits close to home. For something that far away, that's something you usually view just through social media or through TV and things like that, for it to be face-to-face -face with you and to listen to the stories of, of, of what was actually happening, of the stuff that you were seeing on TV, to see, you know, 20 years of progress get, get kind of like taken away in a couple of weeks, you know, it was really heartbreaking. And Amir says he's not done with his contribution. Well, my biggest takeaway was kind of like a reminder of like, you know, I do come from a great country, you know, as, as much turmoil as there has been over the decades and things like that, it's a strong, powerful country. And you are reminded of like how much these kids just want to like, you know, just want to grow up to be contributors of society. Good for him. So two months of unpaid leave so far, unpaid leave, you know, uh, that this guy is just kind of sacrificing his paycheck uh, to go do some good deeds. So that is awesome. We love that. Love that story. And another positive story here, too, Ashlyn. Yeah, the good news does not stop there across our gray network this evening. What you are taking a look at is an article I'm very, very proud of personally, a National Guard soldier. Uh, completing the Army Sniper course. Okay, you're like, congratulations. No, this is the first woman. So she's in Fort Bennington, Georgia. Fort Benning, excuse me. I'm just on a roll with pronouncing things tonight. Uh, but due to her superior performance, her training staff and chain of command recommended that she intend the sniper course, and uh, she completed it. So, uh, you know, congratulations are in order. <laughs> Good for her. And, yeah, it's, it's one of those things it's like, Gosh, there hasn't been a woman that's ever done this before. Right. It kind of boggles the mind, but glad right. it's finally happened um, and good for her. Yeah, her name hasn't been released, as, you know, we understand. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it is. It's a big congrats. So great job. Awesome. Awesome. A role model some for uh, little girls to look up to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Keeping on. We're saving the turtles tonight, Graham. <laughs> nice, nice, love it. Who doesn't like sea turtles? Exactly, and isn't that the big push? We're trying to get rid of plastics, no more straws. We want to save the turtles, which is exactly uh, what WWSB is reporting here tonight. So the Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium says it has been a successful nesting season, and in fact, the most successful 
in 40 years. So a total of 3,786 nests were counted by this conservation and research program, and they monitor 35 miles of beaches along Florida's southwest coast from May through October. And again, the highest number of nests in the program's 40 years of history. So they did a big Facebook post about it, WWSB clearly picking it up. It's so interesting that they monitor this big of a stretch of beach because it has to, you can't shine lights, they mark it off. Like this is something they take very, very seriously as you would hope with trying to get sea turtle nests to be successful. But it's just so interesting that it was this successful and it's been the most in those 40 years. And it's good, so we've gotten, it seems like every, every day there's some kind of negative Earth, planet Earth news right. of animals dying off. So we'll take it, we'll take the good news. We certainly need it. And uh, it, it is cool that, that there have these programs in place. I love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just under 4,000 nests and again, just congrats. We are saving the turtles. We're, the saying isn't going unfounded. <laughs> All and right. last but not least, a Christmas present for you. Yes, thank you for mentioning that. Hopefully, my family's watching right now. So, <laughs> let them wear diamonds, Marie Antoinette's diamond bracelets, the iconic. We knew her for her glitz and glamour, right? At a time when we shouldn't have known her for that. Uh, they went to auction, and what is it? Over eight million, eight point three million auctioned off. So, can you believe this? That's pretty incredible. <laughs> Can we zoom in on those? I want to see those things. That, those are gorgeous. So, okay, so it's a set of three in a band. And then they have the portrait, which I love, of her actually wearing them. That's incredible, yeah. So it's like a big bangle. So it's those three rows each, which wow. would be perfect wow. for my, my black uh, top here. Yeah. <laughs> I see. Yeah, it looks good. But uh, yeah, that's that's crazy. Uh, so wait, circa, what does it say? Circa. Oh, here we go. It's, uh, Let's yeah. read. Once owned. <laughs> circa 1776. 1776 in a silver and yellow gold. Mm -hmm. Gorgeous. Mm. Gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't complain, right? I wonder who, I guess they probably haven't released the name of the person who uh, got those uh, either. All for 8.3 million. I yeah. wouldn't want my name out there either. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let them eat cake and wear diamonds. Yes, absolutely, right? You know, one yeah. of my favorite films, a very infamous woman of history, but hey, entertaining at the least. And even now, we're still talking about her. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> still fetching lots of cash.